Welcome to Honestly, Honestly, It's a Conspiracy. Welcome back for our third installment of our conspiracy show. (laughs) This has been so fun to do, and this month is even more fun because it's October. Finally spoopy season. Spooky season! Favorite season. This was made for for us. It It really was. So we have a lot of fun making these episodes. So for those of you who haven't listened before, this is where each of us come up with a conspiracy. Generally, we call them like mini. This is like our mini series because they're kind of like mini conspiracies. They're not like the big full-fledged ones that you've probably heard of before. Some of them maybe you have, but a lot of them are like a little bit more discreet or a little like... (laughs) under uh, under the radar and maybe like a different interpretation of conspiracy too like so like i i think conspiracy is such a wide word that so many things can fall under that and we're kind of finding the ones that are kind of like hmm what there's there seems like there are questions still layers involved that could yeah so we basically come up with one each and we share it with the other blind so so far, so fun. we haven't th- we we haven't known of what the other one is going to share yet. So we and kinda, you get our live reactions. Yes, and we work kind of through it together and of stuff like that, things we didn't think of before. So we are so glad that you guys are our Patreon subscribers and are getting to hear these episodes. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So we're gonna just jump right in and yeah. hit me with your conspiracy. Okay, so I am so excited because my conspiracy this time is a little bit spoopy. It's a little bit spooky season. A little bit spooky season. (laughs) So I am going to be talking about the haunting story of Eliza Lamb. Like her name, but I yeah. don't know who she is. You don't? No. Okay. I feel like I feel like you may as we get through like it. as we get through it, you may be like, oh, I feel like I've heard something okay. about this. It's something that I feel like has come up around Halloween time before, and I've heard like a couple things, and it's fascinating to me. Um, but this is a paranormal conspiracy for mm. our October episode. Ugh, right up our alley. Ugh. Okay, so our story begins with Eliza Lamb who was a 21-year-old Canadian student uh, from Vancouver. And in early 2013, she wasn't registered at school anymore and instead took some time off to travel. And in January of that year, she traveled to California. So on January 26th of 2013, she checked into the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Do you know what that hotel is? Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles. Sounds really familiar. Okay, yeah, it probably does. Because this hotel has its own reputation outside of Eliza Lamb. It's located near Skid Row, and a number of famous murders occurred there, including... The Black Dahlia. That's it. Yep. And Goldie Osgood, the pigeon lady of Pershing Square. Fabulous. Uh, it was a rape and murder that oh, was never fabulous. solved. Well, yeah, not so fabulous. The name was fabulous. The name was fabulous. And two famous serial killers, Jack Unterweger and Richard Ramirez, also known as the Night Stalker, yeah. both lived at the Cecil while they were actively killing. 
Oh. Yeah. Okay. So the Cecil Hotel has like, it has a reputation. If you saw the hotel season of American Horror Story, literally based on that hotel. That's the one. Yep. Okay. Literally based on that hotel. I'm a budget traveler, so I don't really blame Eliza for this, but I mean, I like girl. <laughs> so, Done some research. Yeah. Like, Please. still worth noting that no matter what the budget, this place had a reputation. Um, so back to Eliza. She was diagnosed with both bipolar disorder and depression and was on four medications, Wellbutrin, Lemisitol, Seroquel, and Fexor. Now, I point this out not to say anything bad about having those disorders because it's perfectly normal, but her family would later say like Eliza had never had suicidal ideations and mm -hmm. all of this stuff, but her family is like, it has kind of come out that her family was like hiding her mental illness. And so it had come out that in the past she had actually gone missing for a brief period in the past. So like her mental illness was definitely not being accepted by her family, right. um, which I think is just kind of worth noting for later. Um, but she was getting treated for it. So even though it wasn't necessarily being supported, supported she was getting help. help. Uh, so she also ran a blog and a Tumblr where she was really open about her mental illness and the troubles that she was facing. Wait, wait, here is this. 2013. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, Tumblr. this is the time of Black Dolly. And I was like, why did she have a Tumblr no. in 1957? God, no, no. Okay. 2013. So Ooh, like okay. the age of Tumblr. <laughs> um, so throughout her travels, Eliza called her parents every single day. And on January 31st, she was supposed to check out of the Cecil and she didn't call her parents on that day. And so her parents contacted the LAPD and then flew to Los Angeles to help with the search. Doesn't that seem like extreme for people who weren't worried about her mental illness? Yeah, like, so they didn't even wait to no. hear? Okay. Like, wow. that's kind of weird, right? Yeah. They're, like, I mean, I obviously, in I spoiler alert, in this case, like, it was worth them flying out but but at the same time i'm like she doesn't call you for one day and you call the lapd yeah they knew they knew something was up like she like left. yeah like something something was going on yeah. there so anyway um hotel staff recalled seeing her that day buying little gifts and souvenirs for her family and wondering if it would be like too heavy for her luggage which is worth noting because it's like Clearly, she was thinking about her return trip on that day. Police searched Eliza's room and the roof with dogs, but the dogs couldn't pick up her scent. It's important to note here that the police didn't have probable cause at this time, so they couldn't search every room of the hotel. So they could only search, like, some public places and Eliza's room. On February 15th, Two weeks after Eliza's disappearance, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting of Eliza to the public. And this video became infamous and is probably the first thing that will come up if you try and Google Eliza Lamb. This was video surveillance from the elevator of the Cecil yes. Hotel okay. on February 1st. Okay, I've, yep. I've heard of this. I figured that when I got to this part, yeah. you would be like, ah, the there's- The elevator. Yes, yes. I also want to point out that February 1st 
is after Eliza was supposed to check out from the Cecil, but she was still there. Hmm. So this video surveillance is from February 1st. And again, she didn't call her parents on the 31st. So let's talk about the video. This video is so creepy. Yes. It's really, you've seen it, right? Yeah. So, okay, this is obviously a podcast and not a visual platform. So I'm going to try to kind of like describe what is going on in the video. So at the start, uh, Eliza Lamb enters the elevator and she's wearing this red zippered hoodie and she's wearing a gray t-shirt with black shorts and sandals. She enters from the left and then goes to the buttons and selects several of the button floors. And then she steps into the back corner. After a few seconds, when the door doesn't close, she steps up to it, leans forward so her head is through the door, looks in both directions, and then quickly steps back in, backing up against the wall and into the corner near the buttons. Kind of like she's hiding. Um... Then the door stays open. She walks to it again, stands in the doorway, leaning on the side. Suddenly, she steps into the hall, then to her side, back in, looking to the side, and then back out. She steps sideways out again, and then for a few seconds, she's mostly invisible behind the wall, and she just has her back to the outside while the door remains open. Again, this is an elevator, and the door is open through this whole time, like not even trying to close. Hmm. Her right arm can be seen going up to her head, and then she turns to re-enter the elevator. She puts both hands on the side of the door, and then she goes to the buttons again, presses like a lot, <laughs> some more than once, and then returns to the wall where she had come into, putting both her hands over her ears, and then she walks back to the section of the wall where she was standing before. Again, the door is still open. She then turns to her right, begins rubbing her forearms together, waves her hands out to all sides with the palms flat and fingers outstretched, while kind of bowing forward and slightly starting to rock. And this can all be seen through the door, which is still open. After, she backs to the wall again, walks away to the left, and the door finally closes. Hmm. It is spooky. Yeah. I'm, so. <laughs> I'm recalling, like, I remember, like, seeing the video footage. Yeah. And just being totally abnormal behavior. It is really unsettling. And, like, so, so at one point I was describing, like, the way her arms were moving, like, they almost looked like they were bending in ways that your arms like shouldn't bend. So it almost looked like if if you're like talking to somebody and using your arms to try and get them to understand a point, yeah. but then you start to like invert it and contort and yeah. like contort and it's it's just it's really spooky. Um and so there are quite a few theories about this video and what's going on and we'll get there. But first, let me tell you about how, unfortunately, her body was found. So, during the week's-long search, guests at the Cecil started to complain about low water pressure and that their water was colored black and had an unusual taste. Ugh. I wouldn't drink black water, but, you know, yeah, it's not that's high me. on my list. Yeah. On February 19th, Eliza's body was found inside of one of the 4,000-gallon water tanks on the roof. 
And this one was one that provided water to guest rooms, a kitchen, and a coffee shop. Oh, God. Yeah. Eliza was naked inside the tank with her clothes, which looked like they, like the ones that she was wearing on the elevator, floating in the tank with her, covered in a sand-like particle. She also had her watch and a key card with her in the tank, but she didn't have her phone. And her phone has never been found. So her body was decomposed and bloated, and there was no evidence of physical trauma, sexual assault, or suicide. A toxicology report showed trace amounts of the medications that she was prescribed, which seemed like she was on them, and a very, very trace amount of alcohol, but nothing else. So the coroners found her cause of death to be accidental drowning, but there were still so many questions to really say case closed. And that's kind of what's made this like a sensational case, especially in like internet sleuthing. Mm -hmm. So doors and stairs to the hotel's roof were locked and only the staff had passcodes and keys and an alarm was present. So any forced attempt would have immediately set it off. So like either you had to have access or you probably had to have multiple people who could access the alarm. And the tanks themselves were large and the lids really heavy. Hotel workers needed to bring ladders to access them, and there was no ladder around when they found Eliza. Oh, I just got chills. Yeah. Additionally, like, the lid would have been really difficult to replace from the inside. So, like, if Eliza had gone in herself, like, it would have been near impossible for her to put the lid back on After from After she was the, already in the yeah. tub. Huh. So, perhaps most creepy, Eliza's Tumblr continued to post after her death until the end of February. And the very final image was of the tarot card, the Hermit, which is often associated with solitude, withdrawal, and distance. Mm. Now, Tumblr has a way that you can queue up posts, so that could explain this, but again, her phone was never found, and her last posts were, like, weird. That some people have tried to interpret them as, you know, they were they were that way because of her mental state, but other people are like, what if somebody had her phone? Right. Or had access to it? So there's that's just that's spooky. And it's really spooky to see somebody's Tumblr posting after yeah, they've been found yeah. dead. Ugh. Especially when it's things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what the heck happened to Eliza? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, most people believe that that answer lies within the bizarre elevator video. So I'm going to take you through the three most believed versions of what could have happened that night. The first, which might be kind of the most obvious, is that Eliza suffered from some kind of psychotic break on her already pre-existing mental illness. And um, an, a Reddit internet sleuth at, actually, like, looked up the toxicology report and understood medicine and so, like, broke it down into, like, reasons why they believed that. Mm -hmm. And their breakdown basically pointed out that in looking at the toxicology report, it looked like Eliza had taken at least one antidepressant that day. She had taken her second antidepressant and a mood stabilizer recently, but not that day. And she hadn't taken her antipsychotic recently, which in this person's conclusion suggested that she wasn't taking her medications properly hmm. or like regularly. Sure. And so um, also another thing that they noted was like 
use of antidepressants to treat bipolar disorder, there are there is a slight risk that that can induce manic side effects if done without caution. So, like, some people have latched onto this, saying if she was taking it irregularly or incorrectly, she could have had some manic episode fed into this. Yeah. And the hotel workers also back that up by saying that Eliza had originally been staying in a hostel-style room with roommates, but had been moved because the roommates complained about her odd behavior. So... I think that has some traction. Like, Did they sure. ever get, like, quotes about what the roommates said? No. Oh. they. So, that's... And that's all they would say, too. They just said odd behavior. They wouldn't mm-hmm. actually give any more details to anybody about what that behavior was. Right. And the issue with this theory is that it still doesn't explain how she would have gotten into the tank. Like, she couldn't have done it alone. So, so, it just leaves so many questions open Ugh. still. That leads us to our second theory... Which is that she was being pursued by somebody dangerous. I mean, the Cecil was known for having dangerous people, and the only way Eliza could have gotten into that tank was with the help of another or multiple people. And so in that video, some claim it looks like she's hiding from somebody right. in some of her movements, and at other times maybe speaking to somebody in the hall. Mm-hmm. And other people claim that the video looks like it's been manipulated and that about a minute of it is actually gone. Yeah. yeah, I remember hearing something about yeah. that. Yeah, which lead people to think that the police deliberately took out footage of another person who could be involved, hmm. which opens up a whole other can of worms. Is like, why did they take this person out? Is it because they couldn't tie the person to anything? They didn't want to release that to the public. You know, who is this person? Right. Why one minute? So, you know, that's really the only explanation of, like, how she could have gotten onto the roof and in the tank is if another person or people were involved. Right. Someone who worked for the hotel. Right. But there's still lots of questions, of course. (laughs) And also, you know, if there is footage of that person, why would the police say it was an accidental drowning? Why would... And, like, her family kind of fought. They they did, like, a civil suit against the hotel for misconduct and everything. So it's like, why would there... Why would that never be released anywhere? Anywhere, If there was a case brought. Right. So, the final theory is much spookier... And is definitely, like, up and ready for our first October episode. Okay. The final theory about Eliza's death is that she was playing the dangerous and otherworldly elevator game. Huh. So. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. I don't know where you're going with this. (laughs) The elevator game originated in Japan and South Korea, and it's supposedly a way to access the other world, sometimes referred to as, like, like a place for life after death, things like that, mm-hmm. you know, spirit world. So let me describe this game for you. And I'm going to read the rules of this game from from the internet. Oh. Um, it So yeah, I'm going to walk you through this. I just got stressed. Okay. So what you will need to play. At least one person, a public building with at least 10 floors, and an elevator. To start the game, the player needs to enter the elevator. One, press the the fourth floor. Do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leaves the elevator. If someone does that, start from the beginning. Two, press the second floor. 
Do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leaves the elevator. If someone does that, start from the beginning. Press the sixth floor. Do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leaves. If they do, start from the beginning. Back to the second floor. Do not proceed if someone enters or if one of the players leaves. If they do, start from the beginning. Press the 10th floor. Do not proceed if someone enters or if someone leaves. If someone does, start from the beginning. Press the 5th floor. Do not proceed if someone enters or one of the players leaves. If they do, start from the beginning. If a woman enters at the elevator at the 5th floor, do not look at her. Do not speak and do not talk to her. That woman is not a human. And if you do, she will decide to keep you for her own. Oh, gosh. Press the first floor. Do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leaves. If someone does, start from the beginning. The elevator will either ascend or descend. If the elevator reaches the first floor, leave and do not look back. If the elevator reaches the 10th floor, leave and do not respond to the woman if she asks, where are you going or what's wrong? Her voice will be high when she asks that. Do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leaves the elevator. If someone does that, start from the beginning. You are now in the other world. If you're alone, you're in the other world. Electronics will not work in the other world. The other world is identical to our world, but the two differences you will see are all the lights are off, and the only thing you will be able to see from the windows is a red cross in the distance. What? To come back to our world, you must go to the same elevator and press the same buttons. Only if you leave the 10th floor. 4, 2, 6, 2, 10, 5. When you reach the 5th floor, press the button for the 1st floor. The elevator will again begin to ascend to the 10th floor. Press any other floor's button to cancel the ascension. You must press the button you use to cancel the ascension before you reach the 10th floor. After you reach the first floor, check your surroundings carefully. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not exit the elevator. If you detect something wrong, repeat step two until your surroundings look as they should. Once you are confident you have returned to your own world, you may safely exit the elevator. Other tips. The woman in the fifth floor. Do not look at her. Do not speak to her. She is not a woman. Other tips. If someone enters, someone leaves. Begin again at the fourth floor. Only people that leave at the 10th floor will go to the other world. Getting back to your own world will be more difficult than it seems. You may become disoriented and forget which elevator in which you arrived. The elevator may seem to get further and further away as you walk towards it. Be vigilant. Keep your wits about you. If at any point during the ritual you faint, pass out, or otherwise lose consciousness, you will likely wake up in your own home. However, be sure to carefully examine your surroundings upon waking. The home to which you have returned may not be the one you left. You must not, in any case, attempt this too many times. This makes you susceptible to accidental slipping through worlds. If you do not get out of the elevator on the 10th floor, 
Or if the woman does not get in, you should head straight back to the first floor. Sometimes, when you're coming back, the elevator goes back up instead of down. You have to cancel the ascension by pressing any button. The other world is trying to pull you. If you faint in the other world and find yourself back in your world, be careful. You will be pulled there at any moment. This happens to people with susceptible souls. So oh. that is the elevator game. I'm never, ever, ever going to play that game. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I've, I've heard it before, but I've never had all the rules read out loud before. Yeah. That alone is like a terrifying so story. Spooky, right? It's very well written. Yeah. But like, I mean, I wonder, I would love to jump into like the lore of that game. So there, the internet is full of people who claim that they have played this game, that they have gone to the other world, that they have messed up the game. And people who, there, you can find endless stories of people being like, I was, I looked at the woman. I was followed by the woman. <clears throat> I have been plagued by disaster since, since playing the elevator game. I've been haunted by ghosts and other worldly beings and more. So the internet is full of these stories of people who are like, do not play this game. I did it because I thought it was fake. And now my life is in ruins. Oh my gosh. Like, and obviously, you know, take that with a grain of salt. It's the internet. But the internet is full of that. And it's terrifying. It is scary. Yeah. And so there are people who believe that Eliza was playing this game, but believe that she did it wrong. And that perhaps the video of her in the elevator was actually her speaking to otherworldly entities and seeing things that we couldn't see, but entities that were tormenting her for doing this game incorrectly. So, when it comes to Eliza's death, was it of her own doing after suffering a mental break? Was there a sinister plot from criminals? Or was it something more supernatural? <sighs> wow. And that is my October spoopy conspiracy. That is... It's a really good one. <laughs> Thank My you. goodness. I, yeah. I knew, I was like, oh man, I have to do Eliza Lamb for October. That was, yeah, that was really, really good. So, well, mine is not nearly as spoopy. <laughs> and mine's a little bit more popular. Um, That's okay. I think after the elevator game, people need, like, a little bit of a break. Yeah, it's still intense to me. Was, yeah. But, so, I'm going to show you a picture and Ooh. it's not scary. No okay. Worry. It's not scary. <laughs> oh my <at> God. <laughs> but the question I'm going to ask is, do you know this ship? Okay. See, I would have said the Titanic. Yes. But I feel like you're going to tell me that's wrong. And so my second guess is the Lusitania? It is. Is wrong and no, it's not the Lusitania. Oh, it's no. not the Titanic what? either. Okay, so my conspiracy is diving. A lot of people have heard of probably some conspiracies about the Titanic. There's lots when like disasters happen around the world. Lots of conspiracies tend like tend to kind of swirl around it, right? But the Titanic I'll is never a, let go, Jack. Never let go. No. <laughs> and then she did. It's fine. But the thing is, that picture, the one of those famous pictures of the Titanic, end quote, is not actually the Titanic. It's what is the it? sister ship, the RMS Olympic. Oh. So they are identical. And if you so put them like that, so there's pictures of them side by side. They look identical. What a lot of people don't know is that there is a third sister, the HMS Britannic, which was a hospital ship. Oh, okay. So they were all built by the White Star Line. 
Well, I, I know about the White Star. Like, yes. Like, I feel like I should point out that I have legitimately been to the Titanic Museum and I still got that wrong. Yes. No, <laughs> I know. It's okay. It's all right. And I like, I, I was always obsessed with Titanic and shipwrecks. And yeah. I was like really into archaeology for a long time. And like, and then it was Same. like, I was like, I want to do, go get my like scuba's license so I can do shipwreck yeah, dives I and I things like that. I wanted to go to Egypt. Though. Well, that too. I wanted yeah. to go to Egypt and find mummies and then do shipwrecks I'm and terrified find terrified of open water. I kind of am And too. space. So, also, know. I don't do well on boats. <laughs> so, no. You would just go hang out with the mummies instead. Yes. <laughs> so, so, everybody knows the RMS Titanic hit an iceberg and sank in the Atlantic in 1912. Uh, a lot of people don't know that the Britannic hit an underwater mine and what? sank in the Aegean in 1916. And the Olympic actually retired in 1935. It didn't have a, a tragic uh, okay. sinking. But, um, so many people believe that, this is the conspiracy, okay? So that people believe that the wreck that's actually at the bottom of the Atlantic is not Titanic. It's the Olympic. What? The one that was retired in 1935 wasn't the Olympic. It was actually the Titanic. People believe that the ships were switched. Okay. Why? So this is the theory. So. And okay. why did that just freak me out a little I bit? I know. And it's, it's like, it's not quite, I mean, it's still pretty sinister when we get into it, but it's, it's, the reason is pretty interesting. So in 1911, the RMS Olympic was involved in a collision with the HMS Hawk and was severely damaged. Uh, and it was resolved that the Olympic was to blame for the collision, so White Star Line um, wouldn't, it wasn't able to collect any of the assurance money. Mm. And so they were in big trouble. It was a huge blow for the company. The ship was damaged beyond repair. There's a whole bunch of issues with it, including that the keel was bent and the ship was listed to the left. Oh. Not only would it cost a ton to repair it, but it would delay the launching of the second ship, the Titanic. And the official story was that the company found money, had the workforce that they needed, and the time to fix the problem so that they and were able... And what year was this? This was 1911. Okay. Oh, so, so like literally right, right before they were oh, launching wow. the Titanic. Yeah, okay. So the theory says that the company decided to, to carry, that like they might have carried out insurance fraud, um, and that they switched the ships so that we, they would sink the damaged one. Oh. But which which like apparently that's not uncommon. Like that they would switch a damaged ship and change and change the name of it. So basically, the conspiracy is that the Olympic was damaged beyond repair, yeah, or beyond reasonable repair that right. they could afford at the time. And because they were an issue with the insurance, they weren't gonna have enough money to release Titanic. So they basically just like switched the ships and said, "This is the Titanic," and sent it to like you know like just send it out. So. So, <clears throat> so they sent out an unrepaired ship. Ship with passengers <gasps> on it to save their bacon, essentially. Because oh, they, so God. this is the evidence behind it. So a lot of the survivors from the Titanic claimed that they felt something was wrong with the ship from the start because the ship slightly listed to the left. <gasps> and if you I remember, I know, I had never heard any of this before it's, until I found. They don't have this in the Titanic not, Museum. It wouldn't look very good. Belfast. No, it wouldn't <laughs> look very good. But that's, and then the issue was that they couldn't, when they, they saw the iceberg, yeah. they couldn't <gasps> steer fast enough because there was something because wrong with the keel. Were, oh my God. Yeah. The capacity of, this is the next part, capacity of Titanic was about 3,500 people, but only about 2,200 people were on the ship. That's not a financially viable excursion. Yeah. Like that's not like they would have filled it to capacity for the quote unquote unsinkable ship, right? Right. 
And it was like a big deal. Yes. With, it was tons of, of newspaper articles, headlines yeah, like the world. Yeah, like people wanted on that ship. It was supposed to be the most luxurious passenger liner ever created. Wow. Also, so the crew. Titanic didn't have enough crewmen, even though there were thousands of workers who were currently out of work at the time because of a coal strike. So they could have had plenty of people to, to staff it and crew the Titanic, but they didn't. Oh my gosh. So there was also lots of famous canceled reservations. J.P. Morgan, yeah. the owner of the Titanic, canceled his trip because of illness, but was seen perfectly fine in France on the day of the sinking. And more than 60 other prominent people also canceled the reservations at the last minute. There was a which, whole room about that at the museum. They did say that. They were yeah. like, oh, people who were like almost on the ship. Yeah, but they, so there's, the conspiracy is that they were told <gasps> that the, the, the ship was going to oh have some gosh. sort of, or not be fit for travel. Yeah. So <clears throat> there was also the story of the SS Californian, who was also a ship owned by J.P. Morgan that was supposed to set sail across the Atlantic a few days before the Titanic with no passengers. It stopped in the middle of the ocean and stayed there for no reason. It was loaded with 3,000 blankets. Unfortunately, the Californian never came to help because it got surrounded by ice. So, so it was like set up to It was help. like a setup. Yeah. So they weren't trying to kill 2,200 people, right? By the Sydney of the Titanic. They were basically going to stage a sinking or a, a shipwreck. And they were going to oh send help so that nobody would die, but that they would be able to claim the insurance from an accidental ship. So they yeah, basically, they were like, oh, it's no problem. We'll just save these people. Yes. And we'll get, get collect all of our money. So it was almost an hour and a half before the first lifeboat was loaded on the Titanic. It was like the crew was expecting the rescue ship, the Californian, to show up. But then they realized, crap, it's not coming. So it's like they had delayed getting everybody on the lifeboats. So another part, newspapers. So the first newspaper articles claimed that all the passengers had been saved because it's what they were expecting. Like the news reports were supposed to go out that all lives were saved because the SS Californian was... Right, but right ahead of the Titanic. So it's like they had already told the media something like this is what happened. Yep. And all White Star Line officers were forced to sign a document ensuring that they would remain silent. So they've basically had a zip line, like a total, what's the word? Uh, when you have to like sign. Oh, basically. yeah. Like um, non-discul- non-disclosure. Not, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And some of the, I think the most like concrete things. So like there's the pictures of the downed RMS Titanic at the bottom of the ocean. People have seen those. The, the yeah. footage is very famous. The windows at the bottom of the ocean that you see don't match up to the actual pictures of the RMS Titanic on land. They match the Olympic. The pictures, the windows are the wrong size. They don't match. So like the pictures of the Titanic, the, the windows are kind of square and the, but the windows of the Olympic are tall and narrow, rectangular. And if you look at the claimed photos of the Armist Titanic at the bottom of the ocean, they're long and rectangular, oh. not square like the Titanic. And they have pictures of the building with Titanic typed on the, the, right. the base of the ship in Liverpool where they built it and put it together. Yeah. And the windows don't match what is at the bottom of the ocean. Did they ever find... I mean... Because it was written on the ship. Did anybody, like, say that they saw it written? No, they changed it to say Titanic. Oh, they so did? It will okay, say, so it would, yeah. it would say, okay. So they would say, like, this is the Titanic. But they think it was, like, a shifty paint job, and they just tweaked oh, it. Oh, my gosh. So, again, so I wasn't planned. Yeah, so they had planned 
to destroy the Olympics. Not planned to kill everybody, had but it to kill all everybody. went wrong. Yeah, everything went wrong. So that's why it was so hard to get... Like, well, that's why, like, so few people were saved is because, like, the crewmen thought the rescue ship's going to be here any minute oh to save all these people. So we're not going to load up our lifeboats because the ship's going to go down. But it's okay because the other one's coming. And passenger survivors said that the ship acted or was already performing oddly. Yeah. Even in starting out. So I had never seen, I mean, I've, I'm sure there's, like, lots of conspiracies about, like, who was on board and who wasn't on board. Right. Or weird things like that. But I had never heard this before. Yeah. That I've never heard that either. The White Star Line was trying to cash in on some insurance money from I a damaged ship. I think I'm a ship. believer. I am too. After seeing the pictures of what the Olympic looked like. Right. And then what the ship, the like the, the wreck at the bottom yeah. of the Olympic looks like. It's the same ship. Oh so. my gosh. So here's my question. Like this happened at the beginning of the 20th century. Yeah. Are there people who are still like in charge? Is like, does the white Starline Star exists exist anymore. Still? Like, is there anybody who could get in trouble for bringing this to light anymore? I don't know. I'm gonna Google. Does the White Star Line still exist? Because, because like, my thing with conspiracies is that I'm always like, there's got to be somebody who would speak the truth at some point. And Pass I up, feel yeah. like over a hundred years later, is like, did everybody just go to it with go to their graves with the secret or? Yeah. Or is it still, like, because if it still exists, is it still, like, a deep, dark company secret? I mean, I feel like it would ha- I mean, like, 20 to, like, how many people? 1,600 or so, they think, died on that yeah. Titanic. That's a lot of blood to, on your hands. To take. To take, take yeah. yeah. And it's like, so I Googled it. So apparently they, the company's, White Star Line had merged with Cunard? Cunard hmm. Limited? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, which is now, like, I think it says... They use the White Star Service is now part of Carnival Corporation, oh. so it's all part of that. So, but, so but, okay, yeah. never going on a cruise again. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be a no for sacrificial me. Uh, lamb. Yeah, cruise. again, they hadn't planned on people dying, but they definitely did. So, and again, if this is any of this is true, right. it's still conspiracy, can't be proved. But <laughs> I'm, you know, very skeptical now. You know how there's like that trope, it, and it it was like put forward by the movie, definitely with like. Leonardo DiCaprio and everything but I think it was it has kind of persisted beyond that that like the captain of the ship like went down with it Mm -hmm. and was very much like I'm gonna go down with my ship like yeah this I feel like takes a new view of that where it's like he he's like I like I know what I did right like I I knew what was, was happening was and I'm happen. going down with that like even in the movie itself like they because they they all follow it kind of exactly what is happening that he gets the reports of ice right yeah there's icebergs and he has it in his hand and he doesn't care he just yeah. has the the engine going full steam doesn't yeah. doesn't care and it's like he knows that they're gonna hit an iceberg or that they're anticipating hitting ice right it's almost like it's gonna happen no matter what and that they know that the ship's not gonna be able to turn fast enough because the keel is broken or where mm. the ship wasn't repaired correctly and what they don't know is that their it's, backup yeah, isn't gonna isn't get there coming. because they're trapped in the same ice but it has it, they had preloaded it with 3,000 blankets oh my god as you don't yeah you don't you don't, don't do pre- that you don't do that if you don't know yeah. why Oh my gosh. I I think something's fishy at the bottom of the Atlantic. I think so too. That is 
fascinating. And I got chills. I know. I know. And I can't believe, like, I love that movie. Love. Been to the Titanic Museum more than once. Yeah, yeah, it's fat. It's I have so been cool. more than once. Because <laughs> there's one I in Belfast, and then right there's the one in Belfast, yeah. and then there's the traveling one that has like artifacts. So yeah, I've been to the one at the Denver Museum when they like brought it through. Yeah, so I've been to the one in in Belfast, um, and because I, I, for any listeners, I lived in Ireland for six months. I was living in Galway, and so when people would come to visit, we sometimes went to Belfast. <laughs> And we went to the, the Titanic, Titanic Museum, Museum. Um, because why would you not? Um, and there's also, which I didn't get to go to, there's something in Cork that's like a Titanic experience or oh, something. I, yeah. I haven't, I, I didn't get a chance to go to it. And that's I don't the know one exactly where they like, they give you like an identity or whatever and you find Maybe. out if you lived or not. Maybe. Yeah. There's, there's like, that's, that sounds familiar to me, yeah. but there's, there's definitely something in Cork too, because that was also one of the stops. Cause there were, there were multiple stops before they like set out for the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, like France was one of, was one of the stops actually too. So it was like yeah. Liverpool, I want to say someplace in France, and then there were two Ireland stops, stops before, um, mm-hmm. and and then and then it went off to its icy, depths. icy doom. Mm. Wow. Well, so there you go, guys. There's your. I hope you guys like these because I I loved these. Just, yeah, they get me. They just get me, and yeah. it's like it makes you doubt everything you thought. I am questioning everything, everything. now. And Titanic's a little bit more. I mean, you think of like when there's ever been like tragedies, national you know disasters, international disasters, things like that. Lots of conspiracies tend to swirl around those events. Yeah, and so you have to kind of keep it like you do. Keep it. Try to keep it but focused based on the facts. Pretty. But there's a lot that's like. The ship mm. with with those blankets? No, yeah, I, I I'm can't. a believer. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. Well, thank you guys so much for being a patron, for listening to this episode. Stick with us for the rest of spooky season. If you're already a patron subscriber, uh, you will probably see that some of our other tiers are going to have some um, movie reviews and maybe not review no yeah more like movie Movie chats chats discussions movie chats (laughs) yeah we'll have to come up with something clever to call them um but if you would like to listen to those please subscribe to tier 10 um if you haven't already which you may have we're gonna make the first one available for For free for everyone to listen just kind of like a little not really a teaser because it's gonna be the full episode yeah but just (laughs) an idea of what we do we aaron and i obviously if you've listened to any of our earlier episodes we talk about we have have bonded over our love of horror films and scary movies and we thought for the month of october why don't we just just nestle into those suckers so we're gonna release one per week for every week of October, and October has five weekends. So what uh-huh. I'm so excited. <laughs> so uh, listen along with us, hang out with us during October, and celebrate the spooky season with us. Happy Halloween! Yay! Thanks, guys. Bye.